0: Welcome back to Geek, Skeezers, and Googleization, where we're always seeking better ways to challenge the status quo and help create an extraordinary future. I'm Ira Wolf. Today's episode is a special one. Instead of diving into a new conversation, we're going to step into a time machine. Over the past year, in addition to hosting over 100 Geek, Skeezers, and Googleization shows, I've had an opportunity to be a guest on dozens of other podcasts. Today, we'll revisit one of my favorite guest appearances. It's a chance to echo the insights and inspiration shared there, right here with Googleization Nation. I hope you'll enjoy listening as much as I did sharing my vision for the future of work.
1: Welcome to the Change Book Podcast. My name is Rachel Best, and this is our co-host. I'm Nicole Harvick. And this is the Change Book Series. It is the fastest growing self-empowerment book series on the planet.
2: This spans over 30 countries and we now bring them all together in a powerful podcast destined to change people from all corners of the globe.
1: So go ahead and grab your pen and paper because our guest today is going to share a lot of amazing tips and inspiration
2: that you're definitely gonna want to write down. Everybody, I'm Nicole Harvick, and I am the co-host of the Change Book Podcast. And before we get started today, I want to wish my co-host Rachel Best a very happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. It, it did not slip by me, so I wanted to make sure you get you know you get it out there, and you get a lot of happy birthdays today. So. Anyway, and we have a wonderful guest today. I have talked to Ira Wolf before. He's a man of wisdom, of knowledge, and I cannot wait to talk to him. So with that, Ira, welcome to the stage. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Well, hi to both of you and happy birthday, Rachel, and happy holidays to both of you. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's wonderful to be here. It's good to see you guys and, and be part of this community. Uh, that has evolved over the uh, over the last twenty uh, over 2023, but over the last few months. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, as you can see from the background, whichever way I go here, uh, my new company is AQ Plus, which is Adaptability Quotient Plus. Uh, so fo- really focused on helping people. Uh, become more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, we're living in a world of exponential change. Uh, we call it VUCA. I call it Googleization, which is that convergence of technology, business, and people. Uh, but we're, but everybody's struggling a bit with change. I mean, we're we're uh, the world is is moving much faster, uh, and it's more complex. And there's all these things going on. And um, I had a business for uh, almost thirty years. I uh, sold it last year. Still involved with it, uh, but it was focused on pre-employment and leadership testing. Uh, but I sold that uh, to be able to kind of devote my next chapter, which is what Change Book is about. Is how does everybody create a new chapter uh, to uh, to focus on adaptability and helping people, you know, change. And and uh, we're all in the in the business of uh, helping people shift their behaviors, but it's all about mindset.
2: Well, Rachel, that's right up your alley, mindset. So, can Ira, can you tell us a little bit about how a person would shift their mindset?
0: Oh yeah, how? So um, we, we've got about six hours uh, to be able to do that, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know it's not it's not done with the snap of a finger. I know.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to. I also have a podcast, Geek Excuses and Googleization, and uh, just last week we had, uh, and I encourage people to go listen to that. But just last week we had uh, uh, John uh, John uh, Gomes. I uh, was on. He's a neuroscientist, brilliant, brilliant guy. Uh, love talking to him. The, the podcast just came out and it's live stream. Uh, but that's his focus. I mean, and he, he's a neuroscientist, and he's spent almost thirty to forty years studying, you know, this and he came up he, he helped me and we're all still learning about this because this is all new especially thanks to neuroscience we're not going to go deep into the weeds with that um but his per his explanation of and description of mindset was it's how we make sense of the world and and that could be good or bad we can make my, mindsets it it, it it in turn creates our behavior because we'll respond to our mindset but we often looked at mindset is like it's the lens we see the world but it's beyond that because it's really how we make sense of it so give you an example we talk about i talk a lot about fixed and growth mindset and we think it's well if we train people and we show them the opportunity to grow that this is better here's an opportunity that they will just say, well, thank you. We're ready to make that shift. And we know that's not happening. And the reason why is and this was so John was so helpful, is that because the fixed mindset or where we are, or the status quo, or being miserable, or grieving or being unhappy, makes sense to us. If we lost a loved one, or we got fired from a job or we don't have enough money to put on the on the table or we're unhappy with what we do, it makes sense to us that that happened to us because bad things happen to people, you know, that's just life. We just have to learn how to cope with it. We accept this lower bar. So I I love the definition of it's a long winded explanation, but I think it was important is mindset is really just how we make sense of the world. And in order to help people make that shift we have to show we have to help them see that it's better there is a better alternative and we help have to to do it in incremental steps because we just want people to take a leap and i work primarily with businesses they're not patient <laughs> business leaders and managers are not patient people to say well we're trying to change somebody's way of thinking and they go well. So, do you think you can do that, like in thirty days? You think you can do that, but over the weekend, or we're gonna if we hire you for three coaching sessions, is that enough? And it's not. We're trying to literally rewire things going on. It's like we.
1: I know sometimes she has wonky internet, so so we lost her. So, were you done with your thought? Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's uh- awesome. I love that, Ira. <laughs> that's so good. I. I like Nicole said. I study the the brain and the mind, and I think it's so fascinating. And you're so right that um, you know it's it's our model of the world, right? And so whatever people think their model of the world is, and it makes sense to them, right? So that's that's
0: yeah. Really- well, I think that's an important, such an important distinction because we we again, like you, uh, I've been talking about it's how we see the world, and but I think that the important part was. But it also makes sense to them. It's not just that they see the world and you can show them another. Well, if you turn 90 degrees, the world looks different. And they go, oh, yeah, but the other one made sense to me. That doesn't make sense. And to make that shift, whether it's 90 degrees or one degree, is people are going to have to become comfortable being uncomfortable. People uh, and it's scary. It is, and no one likes to fail. And if you don't have good support, I mean, it's, it's complex because you don't have good support systems. If you're you're not in the right culture, you know, um, you know. I I got in when I got into this business. I was introduced to a a model, and while I don't use the assessment anymore, the model is was phenomenal. It really taught me this taught me how to look at life differently. It's called the Quality of Motivation, and. We we develop these behaviors, and some behaviors are productive, and some behaviors are non-productive. And um, th- the problem is, the non-productive behaviors give us short-term benefits. Um, we we get gains from them. Uh, for for example, for example, one of them was called self-defeating behavior. Um, so it's either well, there were two sides. The counter the productive behavior was attainment. So it's that drive to to always grow, to learn, to be better, to acquire things. Whether it was getting more money or getting more knowledge, uh, but then there was also or just exercising, being healthier. But then there was this counterproductive behavior that that um, which was called self-defeating behavior. And we're and we're at the end of the year, and we're talking about New Year's resolutions, and it's like, hey, we're all going to be in better shape. We're going to stop doing this. We're going to do this. We're going to get a new job. We're going to be better. And, and the challenge with it was that the self-defeating de- behavior would be something like you and I go out to dinner and um, or, you know, have, get a snack. And they had the last coffee or the last dessert. You know, what, what's your favorite pie? What's your favorite dessert?
1: Oh, anything okay. chocolate.
0: OK, so they go out and they go, you can't believe how busy we were today. We are almost we only have one more piece of that chocolate pie. And that's what what, the reason we went there. So although we both, I don't actually, I don't like chocolate, but uh, that that I would say, boy, I was I was really digging that. But I know you, Rachel. This is your birthday, and you deserve to have it, and you get it. And for the and you go, you're such a good friend, and I really appreciate that. And you pat me on the back, and and I feel good for a minute, and then we leave and go, darn. I was really hoping to get that chocolate I was I could, we could taste that pie and I didn't get it and that's the f- self-defeating behavior so there's a short-term gain we get from that but there's a long-term negative consequences and that, there's also obviously more important things but we are we are hardwired with all these short-term gains from behavior mm-hmm. and that's the world that makes sense to us because we can get immediate gratification from somebody Telling us what a nice person we are, or if we lose something, one of the other ones was called was one of the other non productive behaviors, counterproductive, not non productive, but counterproductive behaviors, um, was uh, self sabotage, mm. and it's like, oh, I you know I can't believe I lost my phone or I lost my wallet again, I left it someplace, and people say, oh, that's okay, we'll help you, we'll help you get it back, and uh, boy, and and I can't. I can't tell you how many times I've lost my phone or I've lost or I left my wallet someplace. The world's just so busy. That's okay, And people come to your rescue. Mm. They don't come to your rescue when you're succeeding. Mm. In fact, some people are jealous, but they love the fact that and and unfortunately, misery loves company. And you could uh, and how I got into this and it wasn't from I'm not a a counselor. I'm not a personal psychologist. Uh, I probably work with business. And but we got in there and we would recognize like company cultures that were the moment you walked in, you can feel that it was toxic and there would be clicks and they would we worked with this call center and they would bring in um, they they had huge, huge turnover. When I say huge, I mean, we're talking they only had 30 seats and they hired 500 people a year yeah, that they Yeah, I mean, it, it, they didn't even get through. The, they had five days of training and they didn't even show up for the first day of work. So it was terrible and but they had there were seven people, we called them the magnificent seven. And soon as somebody would come in, they would take bets on how long that person would last. And if they didn't like somebody, they drove them out and they would they would literally prove that no one could do the job as well as they could and go. But the problem was the owners wanted to clone those seven people. They wanted more like them. And we told them that's the reason you don't hire anybody and they go but they're the top performers and they said they're only top performers because they drive everybody else away and you have a miserable client what if you isolated them put them in the in this on this pedestal in another room or in another row and then you just dealt with the other 23 people they within like one year they cut their turnover down they hired they still hired a lot but they hired 193 people instead of five 497 Mm -hmm. and could you imagine so they didn't have to to bring on 300 more people um the they actually could spend time after they onboarded somebody and they trained them to work with those people um and so they started with keeping people rather than five days 30 days and 60 days and 90 days it wasn't a career Um, but uh, again people you know uh, mindsets tough but our our mindset what makes sense to us is Mm -hmm it makes sense and if that's the only world that people knew that's that's difficult that that's a challenge so what what i liked about the book you know getting back to the change book uh and and the community that's my perspective i mean i'm and i'm probably one of the few that focuses mostly on on the business environment and business people most But we had, you know, we had authors, you know, like you. I mean, you're talking about empowerment. I mean, that's not my niche. Mine mine is about adaptability. Mine is about helping people with change. And now from leaders, they have to help people empower other people. Um, People that uh, people have to feel empowered and able to do this um and i'm doing it through the lens of adaptability so we talk a lot about grit and resilience and growth mindset uh but also about the company culture you have to create a good environment in order to for that to happen but you know there's a lot of people just dealing with individuals um there, we have off you know co-authors that are talking about the grieving process i have a good friend he, he just lost his wife they were married for almost 60 years mm-hmm. um he, he's in his 80s uh he's still he, he, i'll tell you he was he was super active and vibrant uh but the last couple of years because he, he was the caregiver took a lot out of him and he it's a year later and he is he is still in mourning he's deeply grieving um and you know that's you know you hear so often that one spouse dies the other one goes and i'm worried about him Uh but there's but that's not my but that's not my I mean I want to help them as a friend, but you know, there was a couple of authors that wrote about grieving process. Uh there were people that had lost limbs, they they were their uh a health condition changed things. I mean, everything that people can relate to uh Mm -hmm. on an everyday basis because you don't have to look far and somebody has a story that has deeply affected them um person you know whether it's a friend or whether it's their family uh so that's what the change book you know that's that's what it was about and and it's it's complex because we we we've got so many things going on around us and um in the past it was just about coping skills it was just about helping people put one foot in front of the other and get through the day Mm -hmm. and that's not living that's you know that's wow. literally just breathing so uh and again in business i'm in fact i'm writing an article this week i have an, a newsletter on on this stuff on, on nervous science and that's what i was talking about was the difference between uh, coping being satisfied uh, and then in the workplace being engaged and thriving
1: mm-hmm. so if
0: you look at those four is i grew up i'm an older baby boomer um and we we grew up in an age where in, when coping skills were good enough, mm-hmm. that's what people uh, patted us on the back. And then somewhere in the eighties and nineties, it became you know it, it was about employee satisfaction or just life satisfaction,
2: mm. and
0: that was good enough. And it go, "You're the lucky ones." You know, you don't understand how bad my situation is, but I, I'm coping. I'm coping. I'm I'm good. Uh, and then it became in the last ten years about engagement. You know, how do you feel connected? How do you How do you have that synchrony how how do you feel part of a community Mm -hmm. and everybody said oh that's that's what we're thriving for but we're not we're really striving for thriving Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um yeah and and just one instance and and i did a little bit of a test with this um i've had about a thousand people download my book the book okay Mm um and i set up a campaign and i worked uh, it, it was an interesting process because facebook was not my audience i was on facebook but uh it wasn't for, for for business it wasn't my target audience so I, I really didn't had hadn't used it before and i ran a couple ads and one of them was about helping people become more engaged one of them was about help uh, i can't remember um career are you, are you feeling stuck in your career and you want to change but the other but the headline that stuck the one that i have a 70 percent and i'm not This isn't hyperbole. If anybody doesn't believe me, I'll send them the stat. I have a 73 to 74% conversion rate on my ads. Now, typically, if you can get 20, it's good. Mm -hmm. 74%, the headline, feeling stuck. People feel stuck in their Mm -hmm. lives. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But if you talk to people and somebody, if I talk to you and, and I tell you all how horrible my life is and how stuck I am and what's happening with my kids and my family and my employer. And they go, I got the same thing going on in my life. And they go, but we're getting through it. And it's all of a sudden, it's like, OK, that, that makes sense. It's not just me. Mm-hmm. Life is just hard. And I guess I should be happy with the way it is. hmm Which is the opposite of empowerment by the way but but, uh yeah so that's um that's where we are and that's where you know it was totally took me out of talking about being uncomfortable took totally took me out of game when when jim uh and and first when i had first conversation it's like yeah i get it but i'm not in the first personal development space i mean i am but i do it through business i'm not really in that space it's not a good fit um but i also recognize that a lot of people are struggling and that uh, adaptability isn't exclusive. It's not only people in business have to adapt. Mm-hmm. We all need to mm-hmm. adapt. We all need to do things differently. And um, you know, I, I was I was happy to share my story with it because I was in you know I, I had a super successful career um, that I was that I didn't I hated to go to work. I mean, I hated Sundays because it was a day from Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found every distraction in the world um i was playing golf six days a week um i you know i we traveled a little bit i had a home near a golf course i mean we had a home by the beach i mean i and it looked great on paper mm-hmm. it was great on paper but i was coping
2: mm-hmm. and
0: as soon as i made a huge decision to give up my profession and and people would say, well, what are you going to do for a living? What do you know? And it's like, I'm going to live, mm-hmm. and I did, and I started another business, and it became successful, and I sold that business, and now I'm doing this. So, it is possible. So that was my story. It's not going to be for everybody, uh, but there's so, there's 22 other great stories in in our just our version, our 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 19th edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have- Sorry, I'm, I'm doing all the talking here, Rachel.
1: No, you're great. You're great. This is good. So, you know, when you, when you, um, so when you created this business, did you just decide like that because of all the knowledge and all the things like what, what was like, how did you know to start this business?
0: Well, I guess it was with. Which is this business? So so let me, let me take you back, and I'll, and I'll share a little bit of the story if people want to read it. So my first career, and, and I started this in fifth grade, I talked about this in my TED Talk, that when someone, when my fifth grade teacher said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm a W, as a, my last name's Wolf. Um, you know, I, I think I was third from the last. I think my one of my best friends was, was Bob York, and he was there, and then we had a Bobby Zimmerman. Um, who, So I was next almost at the end. So I got to hear all these great stories and I stood up and said, I want to be a dentist. I didn't have any dentists in my family. I don't know why I said that. Um, I guess it was influenced from my parents. It's like, well, that would be, you know, you can be a doctor, attorney or a dentist, you know, a dentist. Um. And um, I, I continued that. it's like anytime anyone asked me. And I went through that and I was, you know, I graduated, got to a good college, got to dental school. And it was like, when I got there, it was like climbing the peak. And then you realize you're, you know, it's like, okay, next year will be better. Like, okay, now I'm through school. I can, oh, it's the first year of practice. Now it'll be better. Um, but I left uh so i did that for 15 years and i did it well it was a it was a huge growing practice um you know i loved every as i said in the ted talk i loved everything about dentistry but but dentistry so how did i make the move you know what did, um it was out of frustration and my daughter graduated college and my son was out of school and it was like i'm just gonna do it i mean i was in the i was in my early 40s when I left. And it was like my I even fired my accountant because my accountant said you'll never you'll never have a, a job as easy as this and make as much money. And I go, You're fired. <laughs> you, you know, I, I need your support of how to help me do it. How advise me what I need to do to help make the change financially. But uh, and I started this other business, and people said. What did you know about it? Well, I always loved the leadership. I loved managing people. I loved the customer service. I loved working with people. I loved the marketing. I loved running the business, and I missed the people. We had a great team. I haven't practiced in 28 years, and I still get Christmas cards from my staff that hasn't been under my employment for 35 years. Some of them haven't worked for me since 1989, 1990. early 90s they still keep in touch with me um uh, patients still keep in touch and they go oh we still miss you i mean it's it's like multi-generations away from when i did it Mm -hmm. so i love doing you know being with the people helping the people helping them overcome their fears just didn't want to didn't enjoy what i had to do in the end um, so I left. Um, and similarly with the current business, how I got to this was uh through the way we were helping people, but my fascination's always been about the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was my office was computerized in 1987. So, and I'm not, I mean, I, I love it's not that I love tech, I just love progressing, I like improving. Mm-hmm. And if technology can help me improve and be better, be more efficient, be more productive, um, I did it but you have to enjoy you have to love what you did and i found the part that i loved doing was you know really focusing on helping people understanding what the future was going to be like and helping them make that tradition and just as we started a couple minutes ago and i know we're going to run out of time here um yeah when when john gomes said uh last week that mindset is about how people make sense of the world not just the lens that they see the world through, even doing this full time, it clicked with me. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been really focused on the future of work for 20 years, so, but it was, I, I didn't have the tools. And then a few years ago, it was adaptability to this AQ, the adaptability quotient. Uh, and so it gave me a model and a framework and tools and really says, no, it's not just grit. No, it, it's being just more resilient, getting, knocked, getting back up when you get knocked down, isn't the, the holy grail that it's not the, the end-all and be-all it's not enough because you got to move forward
2: mm-hmm.
0: and more importantly is sometimes you have to shift direction so how do you shift direction well you need grit you do need grit you need resilience but you need an open you need a growth mindset you need an open mindset but even that's not enough because we have to unlearn our old behaviors we, we have to learn new behaviors but now we have to break those darn habits uh, and and those behaviors that that worked in the past, but they don't work in the future. Uh, And all that's, it's, it's not, it's easy, it's easy, because there is a roadmap. But people have to want to do it. And as leaders and managers and coaches and, and, and consultants, we need to become better at understanding how to help people take those micro steps. And, and, and become feel more empowered and more confident and have the courage to be able to do it and we have to have you know get people to to feel that i'll give it a shot mm-hmm. um, I, otherwise i mean we we have this great divide between people that are progressing and people that are falling behind and and there's a lot of people struggling uh and it's not only in their jobs but you know i mean lonely we have a loneliness epidemic. Um, we have depression we have people you know resorting to to drugs and alcohol um there's a lot of people to be helped and that gap is widening so I'm excited to be part of this community and I don't personally have all the answers again my focus is mostly on people you know in business and you know I certainly like can work with individuals but um you know there's there's so many different life is hard um but there's help and I think this The book is just a great group of people that we would have never met. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you and I, because we're in similar, you know, talking about things, but there's there's a number of the co-authors that there's no way our paths would have actually ever crossed. Mm -hmm. Other, you know, other than just by dumb luck. (laughs) And here we are in this community, all focused on the same thing, helping people, you know, not just cope, but thrive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you said so many good things and and something I've learned too with people is that um they they want they have to want it also. And so we can we can show them the tools but um and show them the direction but they have to want it also. And so, you know, that's that's yeah, that's one thing that I wanted to touch on um that you had said earlier. And you're so right. Like there's um there's so many great people in the Change Book series that um, I've just got an opportunity to connect with and learn from and we, we are all very similar like we're all in different things but we're all wanting to make change and you know when we can all just come together and be that positive change and, and share like I like how the book is set up of how it is you know where where were we Um, what did we, you know, what did we go through where we're at now and then, you know, what's next? And so for you, like being part of the change series, like what is next for you? Like going into closing out 2023, going into 2024, what's next and what's your hope um, with the change book community in the series?
0: yeah that's a great question and one is i'm still getting my you know my learning to meet not learning to meet but meeting all the people understanding where everybody is uh, you know it's a great resource for people uh i've been sharing it so it, you know when i share the book uh, when i have a thousand people download the book it's not, they're not just reading my story and i don't even know if they read my story mm-hmm. i i when i put it out there it's like here's 22 life inspiring stories Uh, Mm -hmm. so it you know some it it may resonate with you that people loved your story or uh, you know we've had as I said we had at at least two different authors um, maybe three that talked about grieving Mm -hmm. Um, you know fortunately I'm not although my mother passed away in in April Mm -hmm. um, but she you know she was almost 100 and she had a great life and um yeah she's just a few months short of that so yeah sure there you know there was a loss but uh not to this extent that that other people uh felt that um you know it could have been a child could have been a spouse um you know could have been a young parent not, not a 99 almost 100 year old so there, there's a lot of things um that there, there's just Good opportunities for everybody else. Uh, what am I hoping for? Um, it's tough. There's a couple billion people on the planet that are that are struggling, that are coping. Uh, I, you know, it's unrealistic to think that we even even if they all wanted it, that we could change it. Um, but it, it's reaching out to the people uh, in 2024. 20 every year is going to be more crazy. Next year, you know, if you're living in the U.S., you know, not only do we have you know the economy to deal with not only do we have um all the geopolitical conflicts to deal with you know what's going on in gaza in ukraine you know all the news uh with jobs with our work with our family life with our kids with 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 everything but with, but uh we got a, a political you know we, we got a, our our presidential race which um you know has just become not something you look forward to, it's become divisive and confrontational and nasty. And, and that definitely impacts the mood of people. Uh, yeah. So we'll have a lot of work to do. So I'm, I'm just looking at, as, as I said, um, I, I like that you, um, you know, I, we do a, our podcast every week, and I do a lot of writing and work with a lot of people and just trying to constantly find better ways to help people thrive. And um, it's it's going to take a village more, it's going to take a large, more than a village, a large city of, of people to help. All country, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously there's a, there's a lack of leadership in, in many regards and that's not a political statement, but just, you know, people need to change in the way we used to do it in the past isn't going to be the way we can do it in the future. Um, and so hopefully I can be a, a, a part of that and give some guidance and uh, appreciate you know, you and the cold do, and and uh, the whole community, and uh, you know, Jim and Jim and Jim have really brought together a, a widely diverse group of people, <laughs> um, in all That's different right. walks of life, with all yeah. different experiences. And somewhere in there, there is anybody um, anybody's going to be able to connect with at least one of the many, many different people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so right. There's such a diverse amount of people from all over the world. There was 30 countries, I believe, and so... Um, I love I love the diversity of just learning people from all different walks of life, like experiences and, you know, just everything that people bring to everybody brings something to the table. And we're all the one thing that brings us together. Unity is we all want change and we've all been in change and we're all very um, aligned when it comes to we want better for Uh, other people for the world and so I think that you know with everything that you just said about, you know, all the things that are going on around us, you know, when there's, there's some of us that can come together, um, because we see that there's a need in the world. And so, and, and like we, how we used to do things that doesn't work anymore. And so we have to shift and we have to change and evolve into, okay, well, that doesn't work anymore. So what does work? And, you know, when, you talk about the neurology and neurology science and, you know, all about the the mind and the brain. Like it's if, if only that's that's my my passion is if only people knew how powerful their their mind was and mm-hmm. or it is how powerful their mind is and that they can have if they want it, if they want it, that it's they can do it and so it does take it requires them to put work in but it can be done and that's my passion is just sharing with people awakening people to the awareness that that you you aren't just oh this is just the way I am this is just the way I've been no you can change that if you choose and if you want to and there's tools that you can do to change that and so i love that you talk about you know all the things that you talked about today it was just fantastic and yeah. i'm so grateful that we got the opportunity i'm i'm, I'm sorry we we lost nicole she never yeah
0: did. i'm so sorry too i know she's always uh um she's, she's an important part of this uh, conversation yeah. so we'll we'll have to do it again
1: yeah, yeah. I think you, I think one time you got with her, now this time you got with me. Now maybe yeah. maybe the third time was the charm, right? That's
0: right. Yeah. Hopefully I don't drop off the third time, right?
1: <laughs> right, right. Well, Ira, thank you so much for taking the time to connect with us today. Do you have any last closing words that you would like to share?
0: Well, I, I close um I close every one of my podcasts with uh, don't let the shift hit your plans um you know we're we're in a constant world of change next year it's gonna i hope things go back to normal um we talk about living in the never normal um Mm -hmm. and so we we have to learn how to 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 thrive uh Mm -hmm. in that and not just cope and and the good news just as you said i mean our mindsets are are a powerful thing uh and i mean just just a little tweak when you said is is that well that's just me. Yeah, it is you. We're not changing you. We're changing how you respond to the environment. You're, you'll be a better you if you respond differently to the environment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not about changing you. Um, so we're, 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 you know, the only ways you can do that. I, I was, I say it facetiously with drugs. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, drugs and, and really deep therapy. Uh, and that's not what any of us are doing. We're just helping people trying to to look at the world a little different, make sense of it, um, and, uh, you know, be happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Well, thank you so much again. I appreciate you taking your time. And oh, my pleasure. Until next time, we will see you all later.
0: And happy birthday and happy holidays, everyone.
2: Thank you. Yes. <laughs> happy holidays. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I'm Nicole Harvick, and this is my co host, Rachel Best. And we look forward to seeing you again next time.
1: Thanks for watching Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization. Be sure to listen to the podcast and follow us on YouTube.